Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Composer's Journey. I'm so happy to be starting this podcast. So my name's Oscar, and the purpose of this podcast is to teach, encourage, and inspire more people to compose great music. Whether that's music for the concert hall, or music for film and TV or games, we're going to be looking at lots of different kinds of music. There'll be episodes where we dive deep into all kinds of different topics. It might be harmony, or how to make an epic orchestral sound, or how to navigate the creative process of writing a piece of music, how to be more productive, how to stop procrastinating so much. There'll be episodes on modern composing techniques, traditional composing techniques, using modern software to your advantage. We'll be studying some music by great composers, past and present. And we might even have interviews with other successful composers. So I'm really excited to be starting this podcast. Let me tell you why I've started this. So you might know me from my YouTube channel, Inside the Score. You might not. You might be completely new to this podcast, in which case, welcome. But I imagine, at least at the beginning, most of you will be coming, having known me from my YouTube channel, Inside the Score. Uh, that channel's been pretty successful. It's approaching around 250,000 subscribers as I record this. So if I have this YouTube channel, then why am I starting a podcast? Well, Basically, what's been going on in my life is I've been studying music pretty intensely for many years now. I did my undergraduate at Cambridge University, where we really went hard with, with studying all kinds of music. And then I studied conducting at Yale University, where I got a lot of opportunities to work with choirs and orchestras. And then I did another master's in composing for film and TV. So the thing is, I've been constantly studying or writing music for the last decade or more, pretty much, well, almost every day. Uh, and when you're doing that, you're constantly discovering new things, learning new things. And I guess I'm particularly lucky because I've had the opportunity to study traditional composing and modern composing techniques, by which I mean, you know, working with software, working with computers, synthesizing sounds, and also, um, also sort of creating very realistic or attempting to create realistic mock-ups of orchestras and that kind of thing. And also working with film, working with different cuts of film. And so anyway, all of this has given me a lot of thoughts on how traditional and modern techniques of composing can be synthesized and how, how they can sort of work together. What you can learn from the traditional aspect, you know, the way that composers used to work in the old days and what you can learn from the way people are doing it now the way people are doing it in Hollywood or the way, you know, even DJs or, or, or uh, I don't want to say pop composers, but, you know, EDM composers, all kinds of different composers are working now. We can learn a huge amount from all these different techniques. I don't know what it is, but being me, I want to share those things. I get excited about these things and I want to share them with the world. I want to teach people new things, inspire people, show them something cool. And so, you know, originally a few years ago, I started a YouTube channel to do just that. And that's how Inside the Score was born. And it went really well. As I say, at the moment, it's reaching around 250,000 subscribers, which is amazing. That's an unfathomably large number for me. But the thing is, the reality is, in spite of the success of that channel, I'm not a video editor. I never have been. And the plan was never to be a video editor. For me, producing a video takes a huge amount of effort. It takes a lot of time to plan, to make all the visuals. Editing can take days and days of work, let alone the planning and the shooting. Simply the editing can take, you know, almost a full work week. And that's all time that I could have spent 
writing more music or learning more about music, but instead I've spent it making a video. Several times, you know, several times it's taken me an entire work week to make an in-depth video for that channel. And that's aside from having to worry about, you know, the title or the thumbnail, um, you know, making income from YouTube and things. It's been so much work and I never planned to be a video creator. I never planned to be a video editor. That wasn't the job that I wanted. But this year I started to realize that I was using all my energy making videos. I was using all my energy planning the video, editing it, making my audio and making the music fit with the audio and everything and 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 sort of tr learning how to do animation. And I was leaving no time to get any composing or actual music work done. And it reached a point where I was just getting completely burnt out because it because it took me so long to make a video. When I started to get deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole of YouTube, it started to become, well, what happened was I, I had a bunch of work in America and then this pandemic hit, uh, COVID pandemic hit in 2020. I lost all that live work. And so I doubled down on YouTube, really. I got deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole of YouTube because I needed to make some kind of income and I'd lost all my real world work. And so I needed to make more videos but videos take me a bloody long time to make. And so I started to become less about what video am I really inspired to make? And it started to become more about what video uh, can I make in one week? It started to become more and more about how can I make a video quickly? I just had to find topics that I could make quickly or else I couldn't stay afloat. And that started to spiral way out of control and it really burnt me out. And I had to come back to the drawing board and think, how can I share these things that are really inspiring me? How can I share these things that will teach a lot of people great things, I hope, without falling into that trap of spending so much time video editing that I don't actually have any time to compose or, or, or learn about music? I wanted to share all this stuff with you, but I couldn't because making a video took me so damn long. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love that channel. I still love Inside the Score, and I still plan to make videos on topics that really inspire me. But I was thinking, how can I share the things that I'm learning every week, all the time? If I learn something new and I'm really excited to share it, I don't want to commit to two weeks of work to making a video on it. But I do want to share it. And I realized podcasting was probably the answer because I can hit record. I can tell you what's going on. I can go into as much depth as I like, and then I can upload it and it's there. I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing. I don't have to worry about what my hair looks like. I don't have to plan the video in advance and I don't have to spend several days editing it. So this podcast is an awesome opportunity to share regular discoveries, lessons, and thoughts as they happen. I'm gonna be making regular episodes. So as I'm learning new things, you'll be learning them too. As I'm solving problems, you'll be going through that problem-solving process with me. And perhaps in the future, we can even group together, make some kind of community, pull together solutions and solve these problems or, or discover things together. So really, this is about being able to dive really deep on a regular basis, much more so than I could on a YouTube channel, realistically. And the other reason this is great is, as a listener, I think it's much easier to focus and dive deep on a podcast because you don't have to sit still. You can walk about, you can listen to this in your car on the way to work. You can listen to this on the train or at the gym while you're going on a run or while you're doing the cooking or whatever. And I think 
in a funny kind of way, that actually helps you to take in more of the information, especially if we're diving deep. Let me tell you a little story. Um, I realized recently that when I was driving home and when I was listening to music while driving home, I would get so intensely immersed in that music. I would feel so emotionally invested in that music. When I was listening to music while, say, cleaning my room or, I don't know, doing laundry, household chores, I would become so immersed in that music. And I told this to a friend and this friend said to me, yeah, I am most emotionally immersed in music when I'm knitting, when you're knitting. Why would you be more emotionally immersed in music when you're knitting? And I started to realize that the reason we might get more immersed when we're doing something else is because the ADHD part of our brain is being occupied. Um, and you know, that's, that's sort of non-scientific way of putting it. But the trouble is when we're trying to just sit still, sit in one place, and, and listen to something for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, we start to get distracted. We want to do something else. So if you're on YouTube, you know, you've got all the sidebar of other videos and you might wanna click on a different video or you might start reading the comments instead of actually watching the video. If you're in a concert hall, you might start to get restless. Your mind will start to wander. But if the ADHD part of your brain is occupied, say you're going on a walk, you're running, or you're driving somewhere where you don't have to focus too much. Obviously you focus on the road, but you don't have to, you know, if you, you sort of, you're occupying the ADHD part of your brain, that means that the other part of your brain can really focus on concentrating without getting restless. So when my friend is knitting while listening to music, he's occupying his brain with some kind of, it doesn't take his intelligence to knit, it's just occupying his uh, ADHD part of his brain and so the emotional, the focus part of his brain can really get immersed in the music because he's not getting restless. It's keeping the restless part of his mind occupied. And in a funny kind of way, that's why I think podcasts are so potentially powerful is because if you do them while going on a run or if you listen to them while, I don't know, doing your grocery shopping or something, you're keeping the restless part of your mind occupied. And it means you can focus a lot more deeply on, you know, diving deep into, say, composing education or something. Anyway, anyway, uh, I digress. <laughs> this is going to be a place where we dive deep into learning about composing together. And there'll be things for total beginners and there'll be things for more advanced people too. So I'm really excited for what's to come. One last thing, if you want to get the full experience of all of this, you should do two things. First, subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast tool you use. That way you won't miss new episodes when they come out. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast. But maybe more importantly, you should definitely go to insidethescore.com forward slash composers. Insidethescore.com forward slash composers. And I'll make sure to put a link to that in the podcast description. So you should go to that link, check it out and sign up for the email list. This is the most important part because I'm going to be releasing exclusive content on there that will only be available to the people that join that list. You won't be able to find that content, those videos, those lessons, ideas, anywhere else. They will only be available if you join that list. It's free. It's easy to do. You have nothing to lose. So just head over to insidethescore.com forward slash composers. Head over, put your email in, and that's it. So if you want access to this special content, head over there, insidethescore.com slash composers, enter your email, join the list, be a part of it, and I will see you on the other side. I really hope 
you enjoy this podcast.